Hello, Gen Con. I am Eric Mona. I am the publisher and chief creative officer at Paizo, the makers of Pathfinder and Starfinder. And here at the beginning of the show, we're kicking it off with the Paizo Keynote 2021. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, we are unfortunately not physically at Gen Con uh, this year due to the pandemic. We're looking forward to returning next year um but we do have a whole bunch of exciting gen con stuff going on this weekend starting right now so what you're going to want to do is head over to paizo.com slash gen con where we've got a whole overview of organized play uh, programs you can get involved with pathfinder society starfinder society you can jump into a game pretty much right now We've got panels going on every day. We have live streams from some of our streaming partners going on. You can check out the whole uh, the whole schedule at paizo.com slash Gen Con. We'll be streaming all weekend live on the official Paizo Twitch channel, which is official Paizo. So once again, I am Eric Mona. I am going to take you through over the next hour or so, a, about a hundred slides showing off uh, upcoming products, stuff no one's ever heard about outside the Paizo office before, stuff we've been working on for a while that's about to come out. Um, it, there's a bunch of great stuff and if I don't get to it soon, we're gonna run out of time. So I am going to swap over my screen here to a presentation, Gen Con 2021. We lead off here with a wonderful close-up image of an upcoming Pathfinder product entitled Book of the Dead by Wayne Reynolds, who's been an artist with Pathfinder since before Pathfinder was even Pathfinder. But we'll talk about Wayne and we'll talk about the Book of the Dead a little bit later. I wanna start off today talking about Starfinder. Starfinder is our science fantasy role-playing game. It evolved from Pathfinder. Um, it is set in the nebulous, distant future of the Pathfinder world. Um, and we have lots of cool things to share with you about Starfinder coming up in the next year. The coolest thing is actually coming up in about a week or two weeks, and that is Starfinder Tech Revolution. Starfinder Tech Revolution is uh, your guide, an indispensable guide to technology in the Starfinder uh, campaign setting and in Starfinder games. So this book is going to give you everything from new equipment to all kinds of uh, information about how technology works in the pack worlds and beyond. So there's chapters about media and, and, and things like that. Um, it also introduces a brand new class. And this here we see is our iconic uh, necro, uh, I'm sorry, our iconic nanosite. That is a new class, the nanosite. The nanosite is inhabited by like a colony of nanites that it can use in a variety of different awesome ways. Sort of spellcasting type ways, sort of uh, 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 manipulation uh, type thing. Lots of different diverse ways to use your nanite swarm. Um, this class was extensively playtest by you, uh, Starfinder players, for which we're super grateful. It's always awesome to have playtests going on to make our classes even better. So uh, this is just a particular type, uh, type of particular uh, species. You can uh, there's hundreds of species you can be in Starfinder. Um, so like I said, lots of items and technology. This here is like a sporting goods store. Uh, you know, you definitely want to get your uh, your baseball bat uh, ready to go, uh, all souped up. 
Um, we also have mechs in this uh, in this book. People have been asking, when are you guys going to do mechs since the very beginning of Starfinder? And the answer is this month in Starfinder Tech Revolution. Here we've got a couple of amazing illustrations by our on-staff artist, uh, Kent Hamilton, who helped us do uh, concept art of all this stuff. So on the left, we've got a mech from the Aslanti Star Empire, one of the antagonistic forces in the Starfinder campaign setting, and someone we're going to be hearing from a fair amount over the next couple of years. Next to that is an Abadar Corp mech. Abadar Corp is uh, a, a part religion, part corporation, uh, and it is all commerce. And so their mech is very versatile. You can swap out the arms for different uh, gear. There's different head options. Let's take a look at a couple of other ones. Here is the Bone Fleet of Eox. They have uh, mechs as well, and they're not all just sort of, you know, two arms, two legs robots. The, the Bone Fleet gets a little creepier than that. And then up next uh, to that, we have got Daimalco. Daimalco is a, 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 a planet where there are a lot of kaiju. And so these are suits of mech armor that are specifically designed for fighting giant monsters. Uh, difference between mech and power armor in Pathfinder. Of course, power armor is in the core rulebook. Power armor is usually one uh, pilot, and it's basically a glorified uh, suit of armor. A mech often has multiple crew and actually operates on a totally different scale, a little bit more uh, like a starship in some regards. So lots of mechs, lots more than I, than I can show off here today. There's also general information about vehicles in the book. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're super stoked about um, Tech Revolution, again, coming out uh, this month, September 2021, just hit the Paizo warehouses this week, and we are super excited for this book. But technology is only one half of the coin when it comes to Starfinder. And the other half, it is, after all, a science fantasy game. And so we're leaning heavily into the fantasy in November with galactic magic. This is Starfinder's uh, uh, basically uh, overview of magic in the setting. It's got over a hundred new spells. It has a new class as well. And you can see the um the the precog there in the chair on the cover let's get a closer look on the left there is our iconic precog so the precog is sort of a psychic uh spellcaster uh and and has a, a interesting system whereby it operates operates off some pre-rolls that you kind of assign through again this class went through heavy play testing and we got a lot of great commentary and the final version will be coming out in November of 2021. So the precog always knows what's coming to some degree. And uh, you can use that in exciting ways in the at the table. Uh, we've got another precog right next to it, just to give you some sense of the variety of Starfinder species. Um, and then, of course, we got lots of archetypes, lots of other magic-oriented class options for players. Um, and uh, there's also some information about uh, the gods in this book. And then, uh, look, fighting, pretty sweet illustration. Uh, this here is the Witch Warper uh, from last year. So it's got, uh, we like to cover classes um, that are post-core rulebook as well in our follow-up book. So you should be able to find any uh, great stuff for any spellcasting class in this book, and even some stuff for non-spellcasting classes as well. So there's a bunch of rules, uh, uh, advice for summoning creatures. And then, you know, magic items. Magic items, obviously, a very important part of any science fantasy campaign. And uh, Starfinder is no different. So here's just an array of some of the magic items in the book. Um, later in the year, we're going to be sort of filling up the, um, the, 
the stores of uh, accessories for Starfinder. So here we see the Alien Archive 1 and 2 battle cards, Alien Archive 3 and 4 battle cards, and the Starfinder spell cards. Let's start with battle cards. Battle cards are, um, I think they're 5 by 8, 4 by 6, somewhere in there. They're like flashcards, essentially. So on one side, you see the monster, and on the other side, you see that monster's stats. We have previously released battle cards for Pathfinder 2nd Edition to great uh, effect. And we wanted to bring that to Starfinder, especially now that more uh, gamers are gathering in person. Um, we wanted to pick up with some in-person accessories to give people some fun stuff to play with at the table. Spell cards are the same way. They, uh, they have the spells on each card. You can kind of use those to arrange your character's spellcasting complement. You don't even need to look at the book. You've got it all at your fingertips. So these spell cards cover all of the spells in the core rulebook. And these will be coming out over the course of the next year. Um, I should point out that Galactic Magic, uh, which I just finished talking about, has got a panel coming up right after this. So you'll want to check that out. Um, that is going to be at 6, P or 6 Eastern here right after this panel. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Horizons of the Vast. Horizons of the Vast is the current uh, Starfinder Adventure Path. Starfinder Adventure Paths are now bi-monthly. So this will be going on over six volumes over the next year. And this is, we've been calling it in-house sort of Kingmaker in space, for those of you familiar with the, uh, the Pathfinder Adventure Path Kingmaker. Um, and this is uh, you and your companions come to a frontier planet on the edge of space. It is as yet uninhabited by intelligent life. And so you set up a, essentially a colony outpost on this planet. Then you have to defend it from other folks who would come to jump your claim. You have to deal with some of the hostile inhabitants of the planet that are basically monsters. And you've got this sort of hex map that you're exploring and learning about your uh, your new realm kind of hex by hex as you make it your own. Um, following up uh, after that, we've got the, uh, the Liberation of Locus One. This is a standalone 64-page adventure that takes players to a uh, science research station called Locus One that is observing an interstellar phenomenon and when you get there, you find that the station is uh, under attack or under influence by a number of malign entities that uh, you will need to help them extricate themselves from, one of which is the aforementioned Aslanti Star Empire, who are getting into all kinds of trouble, and we will continue, like I said, to see them as the year goes out. So this gives you not just 64 pages of adventure, but also sort of an appropriate new home base. This is a fourth level adventure, so it picks up where our first Starfinder standalone adventure, Junker's Delight, leaves off if you want, or you can just start your fourth level adventurers on this mission. Um, they will get a home base out of it. There are a bunch of planets in the system with intrigues of their own. So there's other places for the GM to expand upon after the uh, adventure takes place. And overall, we're just very excited about this adventure. Here's a little look at the inside of the Locust One station. As you can see, there is a tremendous amount of activity going on there. Um, then, so the next thing I want to discuss for Starfinder is something that has never been mentioned outside of Paizo's offices, but has been talked about a lot in-house because the creative team has really been clicking lately, and we are super excited to announce that our next hardcover book for the Starfinder system after Galactic Magic, so we're talking spring of 2022, 
is the drift crisis. So the drift crisis, what is it? Well, it is a supernatural event that impacts the drift, which is Starfinder's hyperspace. And it is connected to the outer planes and it spits planar energy into the drift. It, it, uh, it pulls worlds that were further apart uh, in terms of their connection in hyperspace, closer together, which brings new adversaries into the campaign setting. And it really kind of freshens up the Starfinder uh, universe in a way that is organic to what we've created before, but it answers sort of the question, why now? Why do we want to play Starfinder right now? And the answer is this new drift crisis, which is touching hyperspace, which theoretically touches pretty much all of the universe, is really going awry at the moment. And we have got all kinds of cool adventures and ideas to share with you about that. The first ones will come in the Drift Crisis Sourcebook, which is uh, coming out in, um, as I said, in the spring. Uh, and uh, we will follow that up with uh, a couple or with an adventure path. So an adventure path uh, that they will be talking about in the adventure path panel, uh, which I will share information about a little bit more when we get to the uh, Pathfinder adventure path, because we're covering both Starfinder and Pathfinder in that panel. And that will be Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on the official Paizo Twitch channel. So to learn more about the Drift Crisis, to learn more about the adventure path that immediately follows Horizons of the Vast that throws the players right into the chaos of the Drift Crisis, please check out that panel. And the Starfinder staff will be very eager to tell you all about it. We have been planning this for ages. And it also is a sort of a gateway into some other really exciting metaplot stuff that's going to be happening over the course of the next couple of years in the Starfinder line. So great time to get involved with Starfinder. Um, the, uh, the, the core rule book especially just keeps selling great. People are uh, joining up with Starfinder every day, and there's never been a better time to do it than uh, right now and leading into the Drift Crisis, which will be a great launching point for a lot of campaigns. Okay. Let's talk about Pathfinder. So Pathfinder is our flagship line. It is, uh, we just launched Pathfinder 2nd Edition a couple of years ago. Things are going great on that front, and I'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to talk about Wrath of the Righteous. Some of you probably know about this. Some of you probably just put your Wrath of the Righteous game on pause to come check out this panel. But this game dropped a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it is amazing. It's a follow-up to Owlcat's Kingmaker, uh, uh, sort of isometric, um, classic computer RPG. Um, it's got tons, dozens of classes. It's primarily based on Pathfinder 1st Edition. There's a couple of 2nd Edition flourishes in it, and it adapts one of our most popular adventure paths of all time, which is Wrath of the Righteous, a uh, uh, the world wound, a, a, a weakness between the world of Galarian and the abyss where all the demons live uh, erupts, and the ancient demon lord Discari, who'd been imprisoned for so long, breaks free and wreaks havoc upon, upon this land, and you have to fight to push back the demonic invasion. This also ties in with Owlcat's take, which is a little bit different than the original take uh, on mythic and so you can eventually become like a dragon or a god or an angel as you go up in mythic powers so by the time this thing wraps up and you're fighting a demon lord 
uh, you are going to be pretty powerful indeed. A couple of cool screenshots from this. But check this out. It's all over YouTube. Uh, it's been doing very well. People really liking it. Really high reviews. Um, Owlcat definitely built on the success of Kingmaker to really be able to launch strong with Wrath of the Righteous. We're thrilled to have them as partners, and we just couldn't be happier with the game. So please check that out if computer RPGs are your thing. Um, and let's go back to the realm of tabletop games. Okay, so... Let's talk about Secrets of Magic. It just came out, so it's not technically uh, upcoming, but it's if we were at Gen Con, it'd be the new book at Gen Con, literally shipping to uh, subscribers and customers on Paizo.com right now in your local game store right now. Secrets of Magic dives deep into the magic of the Pathfinder 2nd Edition game. And it is the first book that we've done sort of beyond what we consider to be the core rules, that being core rule book, Bestiary, best, uh, uh, Bestiary 2, Bestiary 3, Game Mastery Guide, and Advanced Player's Guide. So the question then is like, okay, what next? And the answer for us, what next, is this book, Secrets of Magic. So uh, this book, uh, first and foremost, it contains uh, a couple of new classes. On the left here, we have the Magus who is a, a, a martial uh, uh, and spellcasting character who often will channel spells through his weapon. Um, so you can do some really neat uh, things with that. The three-action economy of Pathfinder 2nd Edition really lends itself well to some neat tactical options with this Magus character um, and uh, lots of cool spells and other things that this, this character can do. Um, next to the Magus, we have the Summoner. So this is our new iconic Summoner. Summoner has sort of a buddy creature, uh, whether that be a dragon or uh, some kind of angel or some kind of other worldly entity that uh, she brings uh, with her on her adventures. And so if you're looking to have a really cool creature, um, that that goes with you on your adventures. The summoner really can't be beat. Again, um, popular first edition class. Both of these were very popular first edition classes, and they have both been through extensive playtesting that I just can't say how helpful it is uh, when people help us with the playtests. And in both cases of these classes, they really improved through that process. So we're just really psyched to have them out in the player ecosystem now. So like I said, the Magus and the Summoner are the new classes in Secrets of Magic. But on top of uh, classes, uh, we have, uh, well, of course, there's tons and tons of spells. Um, so Secrets of Magic uh, has got, you know, a whole chapter of spells. I think there's over 100 of those uh, suitable for all spellcasting classes in Pathfinder so far. This this slide that I've got up right now also illustrates another section of the book, which we call Essentials of Magic. And, and as we were going through this and talking about how can we make a, a second edition magic book different than similar treatments we did in first edition, one of the things we hit upon is that, you know, it'd be really fun to kind of go and talk a little bit about how magic works from the perspective of people who actually live in the Pathfinder world. So you'll see a number of treatises on how, how does spellcasting work and not talking rules, but talking about how do the people discuss it? How do they feel like it works within the realm of Galarian, the world of the Pathfinder campaign setting? And so that's very cool, beautifully illustrated. And then in the back, we've got uh, another interesting section, and that is called uh, the Book of Unlimited Magic. And it's got a bunch of options of different types of spellcasting, like elementalism, geomancy, ley lines, shadow magic, true names, Thessalonian rune magic. For those of you who've been around Pathfinder since 2007 with Rise of the Rune Lords, uh, we've got some Rune Lord stuff in here. And then, of course, we've got, you know, uh, several dozen pages of magic items in this book as well. So Secrets of Magic, very popular, just came out. People seem to be loving it. That makes us happy because, of course, we love it too. 
Up next, after Secrets of Magic, is Guns and Gears. Guns and Gears is currently scheduled for an October release, and it is a guide to exactly what it says on the cover, Guns and Gears. Here we see the beautiful cover by Wayne Reynolds. Uh, let's get a closer look at a couple of these new iconic characters. So first and foremost, Guns and Gears has two new classes for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. The Gunslinger, which is probably one of the most popular classes for 1st Edition Pathfinder, one of those classes that I always sort of think of made Pathfinder Pathfinder. And here we have our new uh, iconic Gunslinger. Um, so part of the book, about a third of the book, is all about guns. So it's about the Gunslinger, it's about new weapons, it's about, you know, uh, how, to, how to do special bullets, all that kind of fun feats and tricks that you can do with your weapon. And then the other third of the book is about gears. And emblematic of gears is our new class. This is a truly new class, one we never did with first edition uh, Pathfinder. And this is called the Inventor. The Inventor has lots of different options. They can kind of make a cool suit, uh, like a, almost like fantasy power armor. They can have a, a mechanical buddy. Um, you can see there's some prosthetic limb stuff that they can do as well. Um, and they are just kind of the on-the-fly tinker, inventor, artificer, if you will. Um, and really cool class that interacts with the clockwork rules in the book. Now, clockworks are not magical non-magical sort of mechanical devices. So you can even have like a, a wind-up clockwork uh, goblin companion as our iconic character here does. So they're both full classes. Again, thanks for the playtesting feedback on these. Um, we are psyched to get these things out. Here's a look at a bunch of guns designed by Wayne Reynolds. Um, lots of cool options here. These uh, you'll, you'll find dozens of new uh, weapons and guns statted up in this book. So here uh, we've also then got a, a section, the third section of this book, which is all about putting it all together. What, how does it work in the world? How do you bring gunpowder into the world if you want? Where in the world of Galarian are, are gunpowder and clockworks common? And that can range anywhere from some of the places you might expect, like the city of Alkenstar, where gunpowder was first discovered, um, all the way to um, Arcadia sort of uh, the Galarian's version of the New World, where they have kind of a, an uncolonized New World, where they have these firearms are somewhat uh, common there. They even have beast guns that are made out of like animal and monster parts that have special, uh, special attack effects. So here's a, a little bit of a look at, at some of that. Um, then we've got a section on, you know, where, uh, like I said, where, uh, how about clockworks? Where are those common? This is a street scene from the city of Absalom, which we'll be talking about a lot quite soon. Um, and uh, then uh, we talk about Ustalov. We talk about lots of different spots. Oh, of course, there's archetypes aplenty. There's lots of different options for players. And then there's this new thing, which is basically Tesla coils. Uh, it, it, those of you who've been following around with Pathfinder for a while know that in the um, uh, Reign of Winter Adventure Path, the player characters use Baba Yaga's hut to visit Russia on our Earth, uh, just on the eve of World War One, And... Um, the theory is that at least uh, someone who came back with them, I don't want to get too spoilery, uh, brought some interesting technology from Earth with them. And so we even have rules for Tesla coils and that kind of stuff, which we call Stasian technology in the world of Galarian. So that's something to look forward to in Guns and Gears. Robust hardcover rulebook coming out uh, in October of this year. So we're, we're very close, very close. 
Okay, and then lastly on Guns and Gears, there's a new ancestry called the Automaton. Uh, these are remnants of an ancient culture uh, from the distant past who have souls bound into them, and you can be an automaton, and you can highly customize your automaton character with different arms, different heads, uh, different uh, sort of me almost mech-like uh, customization, um, something people have been looking for for a while, and something we are excited to bring in Guns and Gears. Up next after that, oh my gosh, look at that. I I, I talked about this a little bit. Um, oh, by the way, there is a Guns and Gears panel. Uh, that's the panel that's right after this one. I mentioned earlier that the Galactic Magic panel was after it. That's actually at 6 Eastern uh, this afternoon. But right after this panel, <coughs> we've got Guns and Gears. So the, the design team will be ready to answer all your questions and, and reveal quite a lot more than what I've already talked about with the Guns and Gears book. So um, we've also got a Pathfinder designer showcase, uh, and that is uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern on the official Paizo Twitch channel. And the whole uh, design team will be going into a bunch of stuff. One of the things they'll be talking about is this book, Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead is coming out uh, in March of 2022. So it is uh, a, uh, it's sort of like, our modern answer to, okay, we've done bestiary one, two, and three. Are we going to still do monster books? And the answer is sort of. Uh, we decided with this book to focus on one type of monster, which specifically is undead, and then really delve into uh, a bunch of different aspects of undead. So there are about 80 to 100 uh, new and familiar undead monsters in this book, but you're also going to find archetypes for uh, playing undead creatures. You're gonna find archetypes for necromancers, archetypes for undead fighters. There's a whole section of the book about using and cooperating with undead and in fact being undead. And then there's a whole section of the book about fighting and defeating the undead. Let's take a look at some of the, the, uh, the characters and creatures in this book. So you see uh, lots of uh, very serious bone dry uh, evil monsters, but also fun stuff like an undead rabbit. Um, and uh, lots of cool vampire variants and things like that. So Book of the Dead does not have a character class, but it does have tons of options for players and GMs. It also has, like uh, Guns and Gears before it, some information about the world and how Undead fit into the world. And specifically, the next few slides I want to show you are uh, illustrations by our on-staff concept artist, Kent Hamilton, to kind of go into one of the specific regions of the world of Galarian wherein undead are highly prevalent. And that is the ancient city-state of Geb, named after its ghost king that is thousands of years old. Almost all the inhabitants of the kingdom of Geb are undead. It's on the southern continent, east of the Mwangi Expanse, uh, the book that we just put out. Um, and it is a very cool, very decadent, undead society. So what does that look like? And one of the things we talked about is, well, there are a lot of undead who are particularly sensitive to sunlight. So there needs to be places for them to kind of skulk about. Uh, Kent came up with the idea of these sort of awnings and things that, that offer shade from the sun, which is pretty rad. Um, here you see a more upper class, or there's more of a middle class neighborhood than what we were looking at before. Um, here is a look at some of the undead. Uh, you want to take a close look here. Um, this little baby uh, here appears on Wayne's cover, which we'll go back to in a second. Check out, see what that looks like. Oh, there he is. So you can see our two uh, concept artists are collaborating on this book. Uh, lots of neat things result from that. 
Um, and what you see here primarily are uh, concept art of the Blood Lords. So Geb is a bit of a reclusive king, although he's starting to get back into it in the last few years. And in for centuries now, his kingdom has mostly been led by this aristocracy of vampires, ghouls, and other intelligent undead. And you can see some of those characters here. Now, there is a section on Geb in uh, Book of the Dead. It's not the only uh, region that we cover. We're also going to talk about the Gravelands, uh, which uh, the Lich King Tarbaphon destroyed uh, at the end of Pathfinder First Edition. And we'll talk about some other spots as well. But Geb is one of the main ones. And we're also putting a ton of effort into doing concept art for Geb because starting next year, when we release this, uh, a little bit after when we release this book, so Gen Con 2022, we will be releasing the blood lords adventure path that is a six volume monthly adventure path where pretty much it's your opportunity to play members of this undead aristocracy so um whether you are a lowly ghoul or a princely vampire or a human just trying to uh, make it uh with a pulse in the kingdom of geb um we are going to have six volumes set in this rich weird high magic, exciting land that people have been begging for more information about since we launched Pathfinder, finally happening starting summer 2022 with the Blood Lords Adventure Path. There will, of course, be more information about that at the Adventure Path panel at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern on Saturday. So definitely check out that Adventure Path panel where particularly I think Ron Lundeen, who is the developer running uh, the campaign, will be taking through some information about that. Um, and uh, we're really, really, really excited about this campaign. There's a couple of campaigns in between now and then that I'll get to in a minute. But since we're talking about Book of the Dead and Gab, I wanted to certainly mention it here. Okay, up next. So after that, oh my God, there's more? Yes, there's more. And you heard it here first. We are doing a playtest of two new classes, and that playtest drops on Monday on Paizo.com. So come by Paizo.com, <coughs> check out uh, our new playtest, and here I'm going to tell you what the new classes are. So we've got two new classes that we're going to be playtesting, and I'll announce the book that we're going to be playtesting them for as well, which will be the Gen Con 2022 summer release. So the first class is. Oh, the book is Dark Archive. So Dark Archive is a 224-page uh, source book on the paranormal. So this has got, the, the, the premise of this book is that it's based around eight folios that were stolen from the Dark Archives of the Pathfinder Society, our world-spanning adventuring guild. These are eight dossiers that cover some of the most enduring mysteries of the world that the Pathfinder Society was looking into. And you'll be able as players or GMs to flip through those mysteries, add things to your character, add, find new monsters, new powers for, for creatures, new uh, magic items um, to really get the most out of the topics in those dossiers. And so the, the dossiers would include things like um, cryptids or secret societies or cults or temporal anomalies. Lots of really interesting stuff. It's, it's a little bit occult. Uh, from Occult Adventures in First Edition, but it's it's a lot its own thing as well. And so uh, it's uh, it's 
it's going to be really, really cool. Each of the dossiers has a short little mini adventure to go with it. And then there's just a whole section about investigating the paranormal uh, at the beginning. And in that section, we're going to have two new character classes. The first new character class is this guy, the Thaumaturge. So this is a sort of second edition Pathfinder's answer to the Occultist. So this is a class, it is not a spell casting class. It's a class that focuses on implements of power. And as you can see, this uh, iconic guy has quite a few implements of power um, on them. Um, and so uh, it's somewhat like the, uh, uh, the Occultist in that regard. Uh, you identify enemies and learn to exploit their uh, their weaknesses. This is a, someone who basically has a little bit of information about everything, knows lots of secret lore, and then uses some talismans and special objects, implements, <coughs> to um, to adventure and to get the most out of their adventuring life. Um, so if you need someone who knows weird secrets and always seems to know the answer to the riddle, um, the Thaumaturge is going to be your class. If you're looking for a more straight up uh, psychic spellcaster, you can't get more straight up than the psychic. And so this is the new uh, psychic iconic character. Um, they are uh, uh, a full uh, spellcasting class. Um, uh, and uh, they have lots of special uh, powers as well. And both of these classes, I don't need to tell you about them. You just need to wait a couple of days because we will be dropping them on paizo.com on Monday. So once again, it's the Thaumaturge and the Psychic, and uh, we are very excited to bring these classes to you and to get your feedback on them over the next month or so as we play test these classes. Again, check out paizo.com slash GenCon for a schedule of panels. Uh, any of the ones with the design team, uh, Pathfinder design team are going to be talking about this stuff. So please do check that out. Okay, let's talk a little bit about standalone adventures. Um, right here we see Night of the Grey Death. So Night of the Grey Death is a high-level standalone adventure. This is a 64-page standalone adventure set for 16th-level characters. It takes place in the revolutionary kingdom of Galt, which is more of a reign of terror kind of a kingdom because that revolution has been going on for about 40 years at this point. So this is an adventure by Paizo's very own Ron Lundin, um, developed by James Jacobs, our creative director. We've been wanting to do something with the land of Galt since the beginning of Pathfinder. Um, we decided that we could resolve uh, the uh, revolution storyline, or at least begin to resolve the revolution storyline here in a 64-page adventure. Um, so Pathfinder standalone adventures, <clears throat> we want to make eventful every once in a while, both in terms of what the players are going to remember, but also in terms of the setting. So this adventure will resolve the revolutions in the Kingdom of Galt, if that's what you want to do. You can see there's an awesome guillotine there on the cover. Um, here's a closer look at that cover. This has got some, so it starts with like a big masquerade ball. So there's some really awesome role playing in there. But ultimately, you're trying to get to the bottom of why uh, this kingdom has been in chaos for so long. Um, Galt has gone through numerous leaders, but these bad guys here, the Grey Gardeners, always seem to persist as uh, sort of law enforcers in, the, in, in what stands for law enforcement in such a chaotic uh, kingdom. You're going to finally play up against them and defeat them. Um, you're going to free souls that have been captured by the final blades. <coughs> and this worm here has something to do with it. You're going to need a chance to do battle against an ancient conqueror worm under 
vault itself. So um, I also couldn't resist throwing in these two party goers because I love the illustrations. But that is uh, Night of the Great Death that's coming out basically end of this month or next month, depending on shipping uh, vagaries, which are crazier than they've ever been before. But that is Night of the Great Death, and that is headed your way shortly. There is an adventure roundup panel on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, and uh, James and Ron and others will give you more details about this adventure there. All right, let's talk about the Lost Omens campaign setting for a moment. Lost Omens campaign setting is really coming into its own in second edition Pathfinder. Uh, people are loving stuff we put out lately, especially things like the Ancestry Guide and the very recently released Mwangi Expanse. I could have done 50 slides on Mwangi Expanse, but I've been doing that the last few conventions. The book is out now. You can go check it out if you want. It is getting great reviews. It is over 300 pages. It is the Pathfinder version of sort of a fantasy Africa. But unlike uh, other treatments of this, including ones that we did 15 years ago, this is a treatment that is from the perspective of the people living there. So um, really cool book. Uh, we got a, a, a group of a great uh, authors, many of whom are black, uh, to give their perspectives on this land. And people are thrilled with the response. And it's been a really fun project to work on. And we're excited about it. And now... Having uh, fully developed uh, the Mwangi Expanse, or at least developed it more than we have in the past, um, we are moving on uh, and we're going a little bit central for a moment. And we're going to be focusing on the city of Absalom for a while. So the first thing that's going to come out there is this book, The Grand Bazaar. That is scheduled for an October release. It's a 128-page guide to... Uh, to basically the biggest marketplace in the inner sea region. And so you can see here, this is a sort of visual map of the Grand Bazaar. Uh, several locations within here are given alphanumeric codes that correspond to sections in the book. And you basically get everything you need to run an entire shop. So you'll get some of the goods that they've got, you'll get adventure hooks, you'll get information about the proprietors, you'll get usually an illustration of the shop itself. Um, and you can take your players in here. The players can treat the book like a shopping guide if they want, um, but it is just a comprehensive guide to the largest marketplace in the largest city in the inner sea region. So here's a couple of images from that shopkeeper, one of the shops, uh, lots of different items in this book, anywhere from magic yo-yos to this little junk golem, <clears throat> little uh, straw puppets to mobility devices and prosthetic limbs, all kinds of different stuff for all kinds of different players. And that is the Grand Bazaar book that is coming out in October. Following that up, finally, 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 in November or December, probably December, uh, given the way shipping is going lately internationally. But uh, this is Lost Omens, Pathfinder, Absalom, City of Lost Omens. This book has basically been my obsession for over a year now. We've been uh, working on it for a while. It's uh, 400 pages. It's got over 300 uh, encou keyed encounter locations for covering 12 different regions of the city. It's got over 300 NPCs, not their stats, but like a short stat block, um, uh, micro stat block, I should say, uh, information about uh, their motivations, physical description, how they connect to other plots and other characters in the world. Um, very, very useful. I'm really into urban adventuring. Let's take a look at the map here while I tell this story. So that's, that's the big map. Um, of Absalom. 
I run a lot of my games uh, set in cities. I played in Monty Cook's Tallest Campaign for like nine years um, as a player years ago. And and I just love urban adventuring. And I know that, you you know, if the book is just a big old book of like history, then it's more of a memorization uh, exercise than a, than a source book that's usable at the table. It's really important to me that this book be maximally useful at the table. So we went through and added on top of what was already a brilliant manuscript. We added about 100 pages of more material, mostly written by me and James Jacobs. And that includes there's temples for every core religion in the setting in here. There's a tavern in every single neighborhood. Each location has a section on what NPCs can be encountered there. Then you look up that NPC alphabetically in the NPC glossary in the back, and you can just kind of jump around wherever your players want. In a dungeon, you as a GM control all the variables. Even if the players go left or right, you know the script of where they're, what's going to be around every corner. In a city, that's not so much. The power dynamic kind of shifts in favor of the players as one player wants to go visit their temple, another one wants to sell their gear, and the third one wants to just have some fun carousing in the bar. And we want to make sure that this book is maximally useful to GMs who are running games at the moment at the table. So this is Absalom, City of Lost Omens. Here's a closer look at the map. We're also doing a giant four-panel poster map. So think about the biggest poster Paizo's ever done. Multiply that by four. It's like a wall-dominating map. I'll, if I remember, I'll show it at the very end of the, the, the session here when I'm no longer sharing my presentation, but it's huge. Um, so that's Absalom. Hey, guess what? Our friends over at Beetle and Grimm liked our Absalom book so much that they're going to do a super deluxe version of it sometime in the relatively near future. They've just announced it. <clears throat> it's going to be an Absalom City of Lost Omens premium edition. There's information about this about to come out. So please go and sign up on beetleandgrimms.com slash pathfinder slash Absalom to let them know you're interested and they will contact you uh, as that information breaks, but we're looking at a really, really sweet uh, box. If you've seen some of the stuff Beetle and Grimms have done for like D&D, or if you're familiar with their uh, complete class books, which I'll be showing in a second from Pathfinder uh, that, that kickstarted last year, um, you know that they're going to put together just something amazing. It's going to have maps. It's a, they said jewelry in one of their things. I don't even know what that means yet, but I'm excited about it. Just a big old box of cool stuff from the city of Absalom. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, lots of information to come here, but be sure to sign up at beetleandgrims.com slash pathfinder slash Absalom, and you will be on the cutting edge of what this is all about. So since we're talking about Beetle and Grim real quick, let's take a quick diversion. They are almost done uh, with stuff for their, um, their uh, class books uh, that they did with us. And so you can see here's some of the pins. There's their complete uh, uh, class uh, chronicles for wizard fighter, um, and they've got a couple more coming. Uh, these are in the process, late process of getting made, so they're going to be fulfilling that soon. Uh, they may even have some copies of this. If you're physically at Gen Con, they've got a booth you can swing by. They may have some copies of this. These are imminent, as I understand it. So here's taking a look. Basically, these books give you everything you need if you're playing that specific class. So it kind of shuffles up the, uh, the core rulebook stuff to, to, for easy reference. Um, beautiful character sheet kind of stuff to keep track of. Lots of extra tchotchkes and things in the Beetle and Grimm's uh, complete class archives. Uh, we are thrilled to work with them. I cannot wait to see what they have in store for Absalom. Okay, I'm running out of time, so I got to keep going. Here we go, Lost Omens Monsters of Myth. So this book is coming out in December. This book is a little bit like the uh, Lost Omens Legends that we put out last year. Except instead of prominent NPCs, it focuses on prominent monsters. And we're not just talking about kobolds and, and goblins here. We're talking about 
big old monsters. This here is Fafnir, the meanest Linorm of the land of the Linorm kings. Uh, he gets a section. Uh, and then so basically each of these little sections in the book has some sort of in-world lore. It's got even some illustrations that look like you could find them in, in the world. So you've got this guy, and then uh, that's what he really looks like, pretty nasty. Um, here we have Gorgasant, who's a giant uh, multi-eyed lion from the past of the, the nation of Taldor. Um, and then you, you can encounter uh, Gorgasant uh, yourself if you'd like. The book also has some familiar friends, like some of our uh, kaiju um, from the Pathfinder campaign setting. And then, of course, we'll delve into a few creatures from real-world world lore, real world lore, like the Krampus. So this is a 128-page hardcover guide to some of the most important monsters in the Pathfinder setting. Um, we also uh, are doing, let's see here, I think I messed up my slides, so there's one more that I'll talk about at the end of this, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's talk about uh, Abomination Vaults for a second because Abomination Vaults is coming to hardcover in 2022. In April, we're going to combine all three of the adventures from the very popular, in fact, sold out uh, at Paizo, um, Abomination Vaults Adventure Path into one complete hardcover volume. That'll be coming out in April. Um, and there's a mock-up. Cover won't actually look like that, but it gives you some idea. Um, it is going to be an immense, uh, I think it's 256 pages, somewhere in there. It uh, covers all three adventures and gives you everything you need to play a uh, mega dungeon, essentially, campaign um, that keys right off of uh, the town of Otari, which is the setting of the Pathfinder beginner box for second edition. Probably the most popular second edition campaign we've published so far. We're excited to bring that out in hardcover for Pathfinder 2 players in April of 2022. Um, here's a couple of looks at images from the Abomination Vaults. All right, and then Kingmaker. About the same time, uh, the Kingmaker project is coming out as well. So that's one that we funded on Game on Tabletop a couple of years ago. It is an enormous product. I think there's like 15 different products associated with it. Anywhere from the Campaign Guide, which is a giant, you know, 400 plus, might even be six. I can't remember how many pages. It's, it's too many. It's huge. It's like a dictionary. Uh, it's the entire campaign, all six volumes updated to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We also have bestiaries to give you the stats if you want to run a hotfix version of the campaign in Pathfinder 1st Edition or even 5th uh, Edition, if that's uh, your particular flavor. Uh, you can check out the, the famous Kingmaker campaign in the, the system of your choice. Uh, lots of stuff from the Owlcat Kingmaker video game, which preceded Wrath of the Righteous in this one um, as well. So it's just fully detailed, bunch of new material, updated. We uh, got some help with the conversion from our friends over at Legendary Games. Um, and uh, it's just going to be a huge project, and it all drops in April of 2022. Okay, uh, also early in 2022 is Quest for the Frozen Flame. This is the next adventure path after our current one, which is called Strength of Thousands. In Strength of Thousands, you are start as students, but eventually become professors at the Magambia Magic Academy, which is probably the most prominent uh, and important magic school in the world of Galarian, but certainly on the continent of Garand and in the Mwangi Expanse. Somewhat detailed in the Mwangi Expanse book, over six volumes, you'll get the whole sort of magic academy experience there. We're following that up with something quite different, which is Quest for the Frozen Flame. It runs a three-volume adventure path, so it goes first through about 10th level, January, February, March of 2022. It is set in the uh, hold of the Mammoth Lords, which is a northern kingdom 
and it's it's pretty much like a barbarian adventure path although i mean that culturally more so than class wise of course barbarians classes will be fitting here but also this is the main antagonist of the campaign the leader of a rival following of megafauna riders and uh, this character is actually a magus so she can channel spells through that nasty axe so beware it's not all what you're going to expect, but it is going to be super, super cool. Here's a couple of illustrations. You get to ride mammoths in this. What's more, what, what, you know, that's pretty awesome. Um, it's an epic campaign about kind of finding your identity and leading your tribe. Uh, I guess I should say following, um, you know, across the hold of the uh, mammoth lords. So that's going to be really exciting, uh, barbaric action at its best. Um, and then we're following that up with a three volume adventure path called Outlaws of Alkenstar. It is sort of a law optional campaign where you're playing outlaws in the city best known for gunpowder. So there's gonna be lots of explosion, lots of uh, not necessarily being on the right side of the law on that one. We'll even delve into the treacherous mana wastes right outside the city of Alkenstar. Uh, it should be a really cool, high octane, uh, very explosive campaign, um, Outlaws of Alkenstar. Pretty sure that goes back to first level um so we're going to do two low level campaigns to kick off 2022 and then we'll follow that up with the aforementioned blood lords um uh campaign as i mentioned earlier you can find information about all this stuff at the adventure path panel saturday at 3 p.m eastern all right got a few more things to go through oh how about that that's a pretty cool imagery from that campaign Okay, Goblin Firework Fight. This has been in works for a long time. We're thrilled to finally be bringing it out uh, in time for the holidays this year. This is a standalone party game um, wherein you are playing goblins who are uh, uh, sneaking around in the town of Sandpoint uh, during the Swallowtail Festival, and you are trying to steal their fireworks. And as you're doing that, you the, the actual play of the game involves cards and tokens for some of the prizes the tokens get thrown into like a bag and then you pass that bag around and there's like a blind draw aspect to it super fast paced you know goblins get into all kinds of crazy hijinks uh their their favorite friend squealy nord the pig uh, who appeared in many of our goblin adventures in first edition is in this game as well. Um, just lots of laughs, lots of fun goblin hijinks. Game takes about 15 minutes to play. Perfect thing to break out when you're waiting for that one tardy player who's always late to the campaign uh, to show up. You can uh, play some goblin firework fight. That's scheduled again for the holidays of this year, 2021. Um, okay, let's talk about something we've never discussed in public before, but we're thrilled about this. It's a huge, huge thing because it's not just about us, it's also about all of you. And that is Pathfinder Infinite and Starfinder Infinite. Now these are uh, two projects that are launching, um, uh, essentially uh, right now, formally launching on, on October 13th. This is gonna be an opportunity for all of us, including you, to uh, to design basically your own Pathfinder stuff and sell it in a safe harbor marketplace. Uh, we're partnering with One Bookshelf um, and Pathfinder Infinite and Starfinder Infinite will allow you to write your own Pathfinder and Starfinder fiction, uh, history, adventures, uh, utilizing uh, il illustrations provided by us, uh, utilizing aspects of the campaign setting that are not normally open through things like the open game license. So this is an opportunity for you to self-publish using some of our stuff. Um, and you make 50% uh, of the money that comes in off of that. And then the other half is split between uh, one bookshelf and Paizo. 
So it's a great way to uh, play in the sandbox, so to speak. Um, you can go actually right now, um, if you go to pathfinderinfinite.com or starfinderinfinite.com, you can check out FAQs. There's already some community art packs on there. And uh, we've already reached out to some of our favorite contributors who are planning on having stuff available on October 13th when the program formally launches. So Pathfinder Infinite and Starfinder Infinite, a huge important next step in uh, player and fan participation in our brands. Um, and we couldn't be happier about it. So take a look at pathfinderinfinite.com and starfinderinfinite.com for more information. So very, very stoked about this project. Um, and it's gonna be like countless projects over long periods of time. So who knows what's gonna come out of this, but, but it's pretty exciting. All right, so it wouldn't be a, a, a con without some kind of con special. Um, we've got a discount code going at paizo.com right now. So if you head on over to paizo.com, uh, you can type in GenCon 2021 code at checkout for 20% off one order. So um, there are a handful of products that uh, are excluded from that, um, mostly consignment products from other publishers, but all of our stuff for the most part uh, <clears throat> should qualify for this discount. So go check it out. You can get Secrets of Magic. You can get uh, Tech Revolution. You can, you can do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and uh, in lieu of coming to the booth and us having a, a, uh, a special there, you can come to paizo.com and we'd be happy to cut you in on a little discount. So thank you all for uh, checking that out. And I'm going to stop sharing and we'll see if this works and you can see me again. I said earlier <coughs> that I was going to share the map for Absalom. So I've got that right here. This, what I'm about to show you is one quarter of the city map give you some idea hello gen con i am eric mona i am the publisher and chief creative officer at paizo the makers of con 2021 code at checkout for 20 percent off one order so um there are a handful of products that uh, are excluded from that um mostly consignment products from other publishers but all of our stuff for the most part uh <clears throat> should qualify for this discount so go Check it out. You can get Secrets of Magic. You can get uh, Tech Revolution. You can you can do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and uh, in lieu of coming to the booth and us having a a, uh, a special there, you can come to paizo.com and we'd be happy to cut you in on a little discount. So thank you all for uh, checking that out. And I'm going to stop sharing and we'll see if this works and you can see me again. I said earlier <coughs> that I was going to share the map for Absalom. So I've got that right here. This, what I'm about to show you is one quarter of the city map. Just to give you some idea of the scale of this thing, look at this. So this is a very, very, very large map that comes in four quadrants. Each of those quadrants is what we call an eight panel poster map. So similar to like eight sheets of paper, this thing is gonna dominate your entire table. You can kind of be like, hey guys, you are literally right here. You know, where? what house do you wanna buy? Oh, I want that one. Really fun way to immerse the players into the uh, city of Absalom. They can check out the Grand Bazaar book. They can check out the Agents of Edgewatch campaign from last year. They can check out Pathfinder Society, many of which adventures are set in the city of Absalom. And uh, we invite you to join us in the city of the center of the world coming up here in just a couple of months. Until then, 
I encourage you to check out the entire slate of streaming games and panels on the official Paizo Twitch channel. And also don't forget to go to paizo.com slash GenCon for a full list of all of our panels um, and uh, uh, links to the Discord to get involved with Pathfinder and Starfinder Society games, which are happening right now. You can jump right in. You can figure out how to, to get involved by going to paizo.com slash GenCon. And that, my friends, pretty much brings us to the conclusion of my keynote for GenCon 2021. We are very, very eager to get back to GenCon in 2022. Uh, for those of you at the show, we hope you're having a wonderful time. For those of you looking to rejoin us next year, we cannot wait to see you again. It's uh, Things are going really great for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and for Starfinder. Check out the Wrath of the Righteous computer game that just released. Check out all the stuff that I've just mentioned and, uh, and, and get involved with Paizo for updates on a regular basis of upcoming new products. And uh, we'll be happy to tell you all about them. And I cannot wait to see you again next year at Gen Con. So from me, Eric Mona, and from all of us at Paizo, have a wonderful gaming-filled weekend and uh, roll as many 20s as you can, folks. We'll see you around. Bye.